Howdy, this is Eric Franklin with your Garrison Public Affairs Office, and on this week's episode, the 1st Cavalry Division stops by and tells us about their long history and the Buffalo Soldiers that helped win the West. On this week's episode of The Great Big Podcast. Hey everyone, this is one of your co-hosts, Specialist Garrett Dacko with 11th Corps Signal Brigade. And I know this month here at Fort Hood, at least, um, we started off the year with a lot of training, just kind of kicking it off. But one thing we do want to kind of circle back and focus on is the fact that February is Black History Month. And um, we, especially here at Fort Hood, have a unit with a very large history. Um, And to kind of speak on behalf of that and speak on the future as well. As well, uh, we have with us Captain Stanky from First Cavalry Division. Hi, I'm Captain Tyler Stanky, uh, former commander of Cowboy Troop 10th Cav, the latest incarnation of the Buffalo Soldiers here on Fort Hood. So tell me a, a, a little bit, you said the, the latest incarnation, so tell me a little bit, uh, we were talking before we started that you, you said you, stead, you stood it up again. Tell us a little bit about that. So Sea Troop, Cowboy, uh, 10th Cav, uh, recently just stood up as a separate armored cavalry troop, replacing the Brigade's Reconnaissance Squadron as the 1st Cavalry Division transitions to a penetration division mm-hmm. um, in our new MTO. So what that means is uh, the three brigades in 1st Cav will each have a separate armored cavalry troop uh, rather than a full squadron. Um, and that separate armored cavalry troop is uh, Cowboy 10th Cav for Iron Horse 1st Brigade. It's Demon Deco 5th Cav uh, for Blackjack. And in the next couple months, uh, Echo Troop 5th Cav will stand up in Grey Wolf 3rd Brigade. Okay. And and so, for, and you know, 1st Cav has a, a, a long history when it comes to the, to the American West. But just your unit, just tell us a little bit about the history of, of, of your unit. So it's kind of funny you say uh, the American West. So everything 10th Cav is focused on the West. Uh, so the 10th Cav was founded um, in the uh, mid-1800s um, for constabulary work and westward expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buffalo Soldiers stood up and uh, they were formed at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Mm. Um, and then they did a lot of the security uh, for railroad work, um, telegram, and settlers moving uh, towards the west. And then they started their focus um, with the Native American wars and then uh, moved south uh, for wars with Mexico um, and participated in the Spanish-American War in both the Philippines and Cuba. So that just seems like a lot of history, just a lot of history and a lot of great soldiers that that have been in that unit. How many uh, of those soldiers over the past, what's that, 1800? That's 200 years. I'm old, but <laughs> so how many of those soldiers have have uh, won war or won, been bestowed the 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 nation's highest honor? Uh, so throughout the entirety of the tenth cav, there's 18 troopers uh, who have won the Medal of Honor. Wow! Uh, so, yeah, since it stood up, um, eight hotel troop and India troop, uh, which no longer exist actually have the highest counts. I don't have the exact numbers, yeah. but they have the most out of the 10th Cav. Okay. 
And and so for you being able to to stand a, a a distinguished unit back up because you know a lot of people don't realize that sometimes a unit never really goes away. We just kind of like put it on a shelf sometimes for a little while. And it's like, hey, we're you're gonna hang out here maybe for ten years, maybe for fifty years, but you kind of go away and then it comes back. Why? How is it? How does it make you feel to know that you were able to stand up a, a restand back up a unit that had such a long history? So it's actually a really interesting thing, right? So Cowboy Troop uh, was activated the first time. When I say the first time, I mean the first time this century. Um, <laughs> in uh, September 2001 and served as a brigade reconnaissance troop, uh, similar to the role that Cowboys serves now. Yeah. Um, and they deployed almost immediately with 1st Cav uh, to Iraq, and they fought in Baghdad and then in Sadr City. Uh, when they came back, so they deactivated and reflagged as C Troop of 17 Cav. So they didn't really go away. They just changed names. Yeah. Um, and then when uh, the Army decided to change to have a penetration division with a special mission, um, they decided with the Division Cavalry Squadron, which would be 17 taken from Iron Horse Brigade, and then they would stand up Cowboy in Iron Horse, which meant. Uh, Cowboy Troop 10th Cav was born again. Um, and then the whole stand-up process was uh, really interesting. We had a lot of the former commanders and platoon leaders reach out. Um, we were trying to get a couple of them to come to the activation ceremony. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they couldn't make it. However, we did get a general retired Ted Martin sent um, a letter as a former 10th Cav squadron commander. Yeah. Um, wow. And he's actually been very involved um, with the troop as we've stood up. Uh, I don't know if any of y'all follow his Twitter, but he has uh, one of these cowboy stickers on the back of his car. <laughs> so now, now when we get down, when we get out, I'm going to go follow him. And yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I, I follow everyone on Twitter pretty much. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm easy going. Uh, so I, I know that, uh, you know, I know we've we've spoke about just the history of the the, the 10th Cav. And, and what they've meant to the not only to the American West and then the, to to the first cavalry division. What um, as a whole, what what is your take or how how does it feel uh, knowing that that where that that unit came from and how important it is in, in uh, black during Black History Month? So I think it's, it's kind of a misperspective that um, almost the entirety of the American West is owed to the Buffalo soldiers and the black troopers of the 10th Cav, mm -hmm. because if it weren't for, um, the 9th and 10th Cav, um, which are both the Buffalo soldier regiments and then the 24th and 25th infantry, which are also, um, Buffalo soldiers, just infantrymen. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have uh, had the westward expansion we did. Um, so ha literally half of the country is owed to the work of uh, black troopers and black soldiers um, at really a rough time in our nation's history. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I wanted to ask, too, with that, with that very um, influential history as well, um, Looking forward, and especially when it was uh, the unit was reactivated, what what kind of importance does that hold today? Uh, so it it puts the tenth cav and the Buffalo Soldiers back at the forefront of the army. So we were cutting edge when we were um, expanding west, and right now the Buffalo Soldiers are on the cutting edge of the army's redesign um, and transition to large scale ground combat operations. 
um, and the cutting edge of reconnaissance and security today in that um, 10th Cav has the Army's first separate armored cavalry troop uh, to their name. So it's it's a pretty big deal, and it's, you know, um, it's humbling to know that I get to be a part of that legacy and this big part of the 10th Cavs' new legacy. Um, we actually did a lot when we were designing a bunch of the things um, to make sure we remembered that history. Um, so we have our mascot. Uh, we call him Cletus. I know. I can see the sticker right here. <laughs> For those listening, yes, he has a sticker. Um, so Cletus was designed by Sergeant First Class Huff, um, who was a Buffalo soldier, and he's a, a fine African-American mortarman. Um, who's Cowboys Mortar Platoon Sergeant, um, to reflect some of that history. Um, so he wears a uniform similar to what the Buffalo Soldiers wore when they were expanding west. Um, he's uh, African-American, and he's wearing his Stetson Spurs and his 10th Cav logos. Um, and then on our company logo, um, we've taken the 1st Cavalry Division patch, and we've replaced the horse with a buffalo head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the bottom, we put the 10 uh, for the 10th Cavalry Regiment. Um, Cowboy Troop is really proud of that history, and it's something we're trying very hard to keep around and you know make sure we hold our legacy because that's one of the most important things we can do um, as the latest incarnation of uh, the Buffalo Soldiers. All right. All right. And, you know, you, you say, you know, making the legacy and, and I think building off of the legacy that you that came before you is going to make your future great. And and just sitting here listening to you and talking about it, I, I, I remember, I think because I, I've I, I've saw the how the the war started. I was I was in the army then. I know both of you guys were probably not even born <laughs> I was in diapers. Yeah, you was in diapers. Uh, I know most people were, were not born, but I was, I was, I was in the army. So I saw it and I saw the transition and I see where the transition is going. So I, I, I believe it's important that we're able to take from the past and take from what's the past for us and, and build for the future. And I, I think that from what I've read in, for, for the penetration division, I, I think it's going to be a great thing. I, I think I hate to say it, but it's going to be a great thing. It's, I wouldn't want to be on the other end of it. I can say that much. Not at all. So I, I, I'm glad I'm on this end of it. So uh, just real quick. So, sir, we, we talked about the unit that you're in. We talked about the 10th Cav. Tell us about you. Where Where are you originally from before we get um, out of here? So I'm from a very small town in Connecticut called Derby. Um, it's an old industrial revolution town. Um, it's on the New York side of Connecticut. As we all know, Connecticut is uh, divided between the Massachusetts Boston fans and the New York Yankees fans. And where do you reside? Uh, I'm on the New York side. Go Yankees. Um, uh, I... Went to high school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I played rugby. Um, I was competing for scholarships and uh, to attend the uh, military academy. Uh, didn't quite make the military academy, but they came back and said, we can give you a four-year scholarship. Where would you like to go? And I said, well, I was kind of banking on that West Point thing. <laughs> um, Staying in New York. But uh, I ended up getting accepted to Georgetown University. Um, okay. And then I went there, commissioned uh, as an armor officer, first choice, and uh, got selected to come to Fort Hood, also my first choice. Um, so as a lieutenant, I came to 6-9 Cav, which is another Buffalo Soldier Squadron, um, 3rd Brigade's current uh, reconnaissance squadron. 
I was a scout platoon leader in Apache Troop, um, and then uh, headquarters and headquarters troop XO uh, in 69. Um, while I was there, well, actually, it's kind of funny. I came to Fort Hood uh, as a lieutenant, and three weeks later, I deployed to Kuwait, um, spent five months there and a couple other places while on rotation. Yeah. Came back. 14 months later, I deployed to the Republic of Korea, uh, spent nine months in Camp Hovey. Oh, <laughs> oh Camp Hovey's a great place. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. no, I'll tell you a story about Camp Hovey when we get off the mic. Oh, man. Oh, oh, I'm So came back from uh, Korea, took over the S6 job for about three months as I was waiting to go to Triple C. Uh, went to MCCC, went to the Cavaliers course, got the great news that they were sending me back to Fort Hood. Uh, <laughs> came to Iron Horse Brigade, uh, served on brigade staff as the modernization and maneuver planner for a year. Uh, first Cav decided that Iron Horse was going to stand up the first armored cavalry troop, um, and I was selected to activate and lead it. Uh, I commanded it for eight months in which we took in um, equipment and personnel to build. And this is another interesting part about the separate armored cavalry troops. They're the largest company size formations in the army. So wow. there's, yeah, yeah, there's two, uh, Bradley scout platoons, which are six Bradleys each yeah. and 36 soldiers. Um, there's two tank platoons, uh, which is four tanks and 16 tankers. There's one light scout platoon, which is six JLTVs yeah. and 24 troopers. Um, there's a Seaburn reconnaissance platoon. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's Seaburn. a lot of property. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that is a big property book. Four, oh, it's uh, 67 pages. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's uh, its own support platoon, yeah. uh, which consists of a Bradley field maintenance team, a tank field maintenance team, and a wheeled and generator field maintenance team, as well as a distribution section. Wow. And all of that is led by a lieutenant and a sergeant first class. Wow. Uh, wow. And we, ain't, we haven't even talked about the headquarters yet. So the headquarters okay. has a UAS section, which is two troopers, and currently it's Ravens, but as the Army continues its modernization, yeah. Uh, we're templated to get the medium range uh, UAS system. It's got its own mortar uh, section. Yeah, two. Wow, that is a lot. Oh, it's it's big. I honestly I had no idea that that even existed. So uh, the fact that you're you know telling me today and I'm over here in awe. It's just, <laughs> I, I've been in the army for se seven years now, so uh, uh, definitely enlightening today. And, and I want to say thank you. I've been a fly on the wall so far. Captain Beaver, since you didn't say your name until the very end. Oh, my, my <laughs> apologies. My apologies. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Captain Beavers. Right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I want to say thank you, you know, for the entire group here and um, like continue on to, you know, push that legacy forward. I think that, you know, me growing up here in Buffalo Soldier, all I knew was Bob Marley. Buffalo yeah. Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So it, it was. I was today years old when I learned that there was so much more to it, and um, I think that you're 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 right on on path to you know continue on to greatness in the army. So I want to say thank you. Um, I can speak for the rest of us in here as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're welcome. We we all owe it. Well, at least those of us that are uh, lucky enough to have been a part of it um, to the legacy that was built by those original Buffalo soldiers. You know, it wasn't easy for them, um, and. You know, it never got easier yeah. uh, for them with everything they were tasked to do. Um, and then they had to earn every bit of respect that they got. 
and they didn't really get it until you know the nation started waking up to what it actually meant to be an African American in this country and what it meant to serve as an African American in our army. Um, so it's it's incredible when you think about what those troopers did and what they endured um, to build the legacy that we get to take on today. Sir, did you have anything before we got out of here? Uh, no, so I, I actually have these stickers uh, for, for the podcast. Uh, if you all need Oops. more, let me know. I've got large stacks at home. And I wanted to say thank you for having me and thank you for helping me tell the story of Cowboy Troop and the 10th Cavalry Regiment. All right, thank you. And and now, it, and real quick, I think everyone knows when they when they think about a unit and, and they – for me, when I heard that how big that unit was, the the just amount of equipment, and I'm I'm the hand receipt six to seven pages that just made my heart hurt because mm-hmm. I know how difficult it is to go through six to seven pages of anything. It's like I, I don't is it here, but if I don't say that it's here, then it's like uh, it's a problem when I go to look for it. But you know, I I think it's an amazing thing. Now I want to know more. Now I want to actually get down there and I want to see that because I, I think it's it's an awesome thing and I, I love the fact that we're we're Look at the history. We know our history. We learn from our history, and we're taking that history and we're making our future even brighter than what what we could even imagine. So again, thank you, and thank you for being on the podcast. If you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers, there's a place for you to turn. The Inspector General's Hotline. They take your issues seriously. If you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to, grab a pen and take down this number, 254-287-7209. That's 254-287-7209. The Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. Everyone likes to get up and leave as soon as we get done doing the the interviews. They they say that's the fun part, and then they leave us. But that's okay because we have one of my favorite people in the office. I mean, everyone's favorite in my in the office. I like everybody. But do you mind introducing yourself? Because some people may yeah. not remember you. I know I'm back. It's weird. This is Samantha Harms with the Garrison Public Affairs Office. Feels strange to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been? What's been going on? So I took on the role of editor for the Fort Hood Sentinel, standing watch since 1942. (laughs) Um, So I've been busy with that. So I just haven't had time to to come back other than, of course, book and movie of the month. That is still holding out strong. Um, but yeah, it's weird to be sitting here. I didn't, it feels strange <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm actually in, I'm actually in Sam's chair Yeah, right you're now, sitting in my seat. And what it is heck? extremely stressful. I don't, I don't think people realize <laughs> how much it, what goes into making a podcast, but just know it's not as easy as they make it seem on TV. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. Or those like other people that you listen to and you're like, wow, this is so flawless and sounds so perfect all the time. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. It, it, it <laughs> is, so is nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, so um, outside of that, you know, it's it's February. It's the end of February now. I know. It, it seems like just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, oh, it's the new year. Yeah. Now it's March. Like, yeah. You, you're going to have to do a... Um, we're, uh, we're already getting to the point of like, we need to check in on how people are doing with their yearly intentions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's it going, you know? <laughs> so far, not so good. <laughs> yeah, so far, not so good. <laughs> We've got time though. We've got time. But yeah, I did want to say 
that um, we haven't done sports with Sam in a while, yes. obviously. But I obviously still listen to the podcast every week. Yes. And all I wanted to do when I was listening. Oh. Yeah, you know what I'm going to bring up. <laughs> all I've been wanting to do is come on here and just like scold without scolding <laughs> about who the Super Bowl performance was going to hey. be by. Because it has been announced. It was announced <laughs> for months. Four months that it was going to be Rihanna. And for two weeks, everybody's like, ah, right over who our head. knows? So to all the people who have been listening and maybe had the same frustrations, don't worry. I called them out on it. Yes. Off mic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. I can't, I can't resist my opportunity. <laughs> but you know what? That That's all good. Yeah. I, we okay, can't though. even, we can't even be, be faulted at that. I, no, I don't know why it, it went over my head this year. Um, so, you know, the, here at the great place, we always have stuff going on and I know we have, there's so much stuff going on because it's starting to warm up. I think this week Ooh, yes. it's been in the eighties almost every day this week. So beautiful. My plant's dying, but I think that's because it's neglect and I'm not talking to him. So, but <laughs> the sun is coming out. So hopefully he'll come back. But you know, what, what are some of the things that we have, uh, that you can think of that we have coming up over the next few months? Yeah. So if you're listening in real time, um, as this episode is coming out, on saturday which is february 25th is mm -hmm. lemonade day it's the kickoff for registration yes. here for fort hood the uso was just on the podcast mm -hmm. recently so i know they have some great things coming up they've got family game nights coming up they have their heb kitchen where they have like folks from heb come in and show soldiers how to actually prepare a meal which i mean honestly who doesn't love the opportunity to learn how to cook something new because i know i always need that <laughs> See, that's I, I think i'm gonna have to go check that i think that's coming up here pretty soon too I think and so, yeah we're gonna have i'm gonna have to go check that out maybe do a story on it and definitely i'm gonna get some pictures and some pointers on how to cook yes and can't cook for all of that you can of course follow um them on facebook yes at uso fort hood they're gonna be able to give you all the up-to-date things on what's going on and spring break is already quickly approaching. It's crazy. For kid people who have kids or yes. people who want to know when to avoid traveling. <laughs> yes. It is I, I I'm 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 on both sides. I, I don't want to travel, but I have kids and they're mm. both gonna be out mm. almost at the same time. So mm. it's gonna be fun times. Yeah, that'll be really fun for you and your household. Yes, it will be. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much all we have. We we kept it quick this week and uh just wanna say we enjoy you coming back to the show. Hopefully, hopefully we can get you back on in here every now and then, maybe more than once a month for the Ooh, uh, book yes. and movie of the month with Blair. <laughs> yes, we love our book and movies of the month. And yeah, definitely we'll have to bring um, myself back on. And of course, we'll have to start bringing Blair back on because typically this is our traveling soldier episode. Mm -hmm. um, but Blair's been busy with the paper as well. Yeah. So we're going to have to bring us both back for more regular appearances yes we do we have to get you guys back on and hopefully we can get our other co-hosts to stop they always I seem know. as soon as they get done it's like oh i gotta go take this phone call and then they never come back i know maybe that's saying something maybe it's me maybe it's us <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know but they seem to have fun during the interview yeah. and that's the most important part so that's the best part is we're that they have fun while we're here new. Yeah. yeah can't beat that cannot all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for coming on. Thank you.
podcast is a U.S. Army Garrison Fort Hood and Fort Hood Public Affairs production. The show's theme music is written and produced by Delicious All-Stars. All our music is obtained through Filter by SongTrader. Have a question or want to share some insights with us? Email us at forthoodpao at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at USAG Fort Hood. And as always, be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.